Hey everybody, welcome back to Deserts of Plenty. My name is Ralph. Uh, you can reach me at ralph at socap.ca, S-O-C-A-P as in peter.ca, to ask questions uh, or tell me I'm full of baloney. Either way, I'm very happy to receive your thoughts, comments, feedback, all that stuff. Keep it coming. Uh, not that there's been a lot. <laughs> Actually, there's been very little, but um, that's fine too. I don't. But I, I welcome it. I would like to see it. Whatever your thoughts are. Good, bad, indifferent. Ralph, why are you doing this? You should just probably stop. Um, whatever you think. is um, I'm interested in what that is. Um, so uh, a few years ago, I was at a, uh, a, a dinner party uh, full of uh, friends and acquaintances. And uh, in a larger group, we got talking about education. Uh, particularly in Ontario, and I said, well, you know, if I were the, uh, made the Minister of Education, the first thing I would do is abolish the Ministry of Education. And all my friends uh, and acquaintances, uh, mostly liberals there, looked at me like I just said the worst thing in the absolute world, and they got kind of upset with me. And uh, you accused me of, you know, you, know, you don't like education, you want to privatize it, all this stuff. And, and first of all, I would point out two things can be true. I could love education, which I do. I can be firmly on the side of teachers, which I believe I am. Uh, I myself am a teacher. I'm not within, uh, you know, a school board, but I am a teacher. Um, while at the same time being having a lot of antipathy or outright dislike of the TDSB, uh, the Ministry of Education in Ontario, and all that. So two things can be true. It doesn't mean, just because I, I don't like the TDSB or the Ministry of Education in Ontario, that I am therefore uh, completely libertarian on this um, matter. I'm not. Um, and so, of course, the question was, what is going on? And um, I... I, I you know that was a bit of an overstatement on my part. What I what I mean, and I you know, and I and I mean this sincerely, is that I wouldn't abolish it. What I would do is completely gut it, and I would have a the, a minimal staff, and basically, rather than having a central bureaucracy, a power structure that from Toronto or wherever dictates how all schools should behave, what I would suggest is you get rid of all of that you have a minimal staff that you know that enforces certain standards among schools in the province and then you take all that money and all that power and give it back to the schools themselves you know like, like instead of having principals that you know move up the chain have the teachers at every school elect their own principal that serves for a term and then that principal goes back to teaching and then someone else serves as a principal rather than this top-down structure that I abhor which I'll get into and that's the the, the, the um, subject today but when I presented that to them they were much more on board because for, for me like you know the cares of students in Thunder Bay are very different than downtown Toronto very different from uh, uh, Wasaga, very different from London, Ontario, different from Scarborough, and who knows their students better, but the actual teachers who are 
catering to those students. But that's not the way this system is set up from what I observe. It is a top-down, people decree, well, this is the way things will be taught, this is the way things will happen, and then that filters down. And, um, and saying this, you know, that I despise the Ministry of Education, whether it's a conservative government, an NDP government, a liberal government, it's the actual power structure itself that I despise. And it's not just that one, it's all of them, as far as I can see. Um, uh, and I, having said that, I, my overwhelming experience with teachers is very positive. So for me, and again, it's one of these things of two things can be true. The institution itself can be poisonous, ruinous, terrible, while all the people who work within it, or the majority of them, are well-meaning, great people. But the power structure itself that we set up uh, to teach education, to run our governments, corporations, uh, religious organizations, police organizations, fire departments, um, you know, um, any any kind of structure has in, an, to me an inherent flaw that is really hard to overcome. And that is the top-down organization. And uh, from my, my observing is that these power structures over time become less about serving the needs of their constituents, whether that's an education like the TDSB, whether that's a police organization, a government organization, a religious organization, corporation, blah, 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 on and on and on. And becomes much more about the advancement of the people who work within the structure. So, you know, in a police organization, there's a desire for, you know, uh, for, uh, you know, lieutenants to become captains, to become whatever, to become chief of police. And in, in, in government organizations, it's a, a backbencher, wants to become a minister, wants to become leader, wants to become you know, from, you know, city or local to province to, you know, uh, federal, uh, there's a movement up the chain for advancement. And, and, and again, I would not, I'm not demonizing that, but that's human nature. That's what we want. But the, in, in, from what I see, it becomes less about serving stakeholders and more about that to the detriment of stakeholders. Till it gets to a point where I think, I think the TDSB has lost sight of what they were set up to do, which is educate children. And I and I and I pick on education because that's the one I'm the most familiar with. Um, I went to OISE in 2006, and I was going to become a teacher, and I left before I finished the year. And the main reason I left is that of, of all the courses I had, I had one class that taught me how to teach chemistry, and one class that taught me how to teach biology. And everything else was set up from my mind, teaching me how not to get fired once I got a job. Uh, all about the things that had nothing, well, I shouldn't say nothing, but had less to do with educating children and more about, well, how do I become a team player? And this is not to say that that's not important. It is. But the number one for me reason to have an education system is to teach children. And uh, in my own daughter's school, I get a weekly newsletter uh, that I read, I at least peruse, at least I look it through it. I don't read the whole thing. But it is mainly about things not having directly to do with curriculum and education. It's all, it's all other stuff. 
and that other stuff, and again, not to say it is not important, but for me, the number one reason for a school to exist is the education of children. That should be front and center, you know, what's going on. Uh, that's not what happens. So, you know, I, you know like I used to call myself a socialist, but I don't anymore. And that's because of the top-down central planning of socialist governments that, you know, we've seen around the world again and again and again. And, and while I, I don't love uh, capitalism in, you know, in the sense of like unfettered capitalism or laissez-faire capitalism, what I do like about it and why I think it's endured so much long after Marx said it would fail is that it is robust and you can have certainly you know even the states has you know social safety nets and and sharing of you know a progressive tax system or at least some kind of progressive tax system where the wealthy paid the most of the taxes and that's true they do you know wealthy people do pay more you know taxes but they should and the wealth burden the tax burden should be on the wealthy you know, if you give somebody who has very little income a thousand dollars versus uh, a billionaire a thousand dollars, the billionaire will take that thousand dollars and squirrel it away and take it out of the economy and invest it somewhere. You know, to make make money. Whereas a person who who is living check paycheck to paycheck will take that thousand dollars and put most of it, if not all of it, back into the economy. And um, yeah, like, uh, anyway, th this is not about progressive tax systems. It's just about, uh, for me, about power structures and how they inherently become about serving the needs of the people within it and less and less and less about, you know, serving stakeholders. I mean, they, 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 they do tend to keep serving stakeholders. Police still, you know, and my overwhelming experience with police has been very positive. You know, even when they've stopped me, for various reasons, speeding or in my youth, you know, more things that, you know, 30, 40 years ago, kids got in trouble doing, you know, being a little reckless, drinking in a public place. Now, I mean, of course, now people drink in a public place, smoke drugs in a public place, and no one says anything, but that wasn't always the case. And, um, but my experience with police has been overwhelmingly positive. My experience with teachers, overwhelmingly positive. The healthcare industry, overwhelmingly positive. But to me, the power structures that override them are not helpful and take away from the ability for people within that structure to do their job. I talk to teachers a lot. I have, I've had three children who have gone through or are currently in the TDSB, the Toronto District School Board, and by and large, most teachers that I interact with are frustrated, burnt out, uh, not having a great time within the structure. Like they, they, they teach almost in spite of the TDSB, not with the aid of the TDSB, if I could put it bluntly in one line. And this is my impression and experience in talking with teachers. I, I have yet, honestly, to hear one teacher I've ever talked to. And, you know, this isn't like an, an overwhelming number of like, dozens and dozens and dozens is probably around a, probably around a dozen. I have yet to hear one of them say, you know what? I love the TDSB. It has been so helpful 
in hell, you know, in, in me doing X, Y, and Z. Um, no, they, they get in the way. And just, you know, one other power structure that I think we're all very familiar with um, are, are and, and also I'm somewhat familiar with having worked in the uh, medical research is uh, uh, pharmaceutical companies. You know, it is, again, it's one of these things of two things can be true. Pharmaceutical companies, beyond a doubt, create and produce products that are of huge benefit to human beings you know uh humans at least in this part of the world live 30 years more on average than they did just 100 years ago and that longevity is down to mainly three things sanitation clean drinking water and you know waste management uh antibiotics and um vaccines and uh the last Two of those are produced by pharmaceutical companies. So it's um, it would be a disservice to say that they have not benefited us greatly, while at the same time, they are a power structure and they are a corporation and they are set up to make money. And so the longer you know they exist, the more dodgy some of the practices become. You know, like one thing that uh, is of benefit, you know, to, to bring a new drug to market in the States, I think costs on average something like $2.5 billion. That's the R&D. And so if that drug doesn't work out, that's a cost that's borne by that company. And so one of the things they do to get around that, one of the safety things is they take existing drugs and then find new things to treat with that drug. And for human beings, you know, everything that is, uh, when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So when you've got a drug, like a statin, say, uh, you look for other ways to use it um, and, and another way to market it and get the most out of a drug, the most profit, the most bang for your buck. And when you spend $2.5 billion to develop something, it makes a bit of logical sense, or not a bit, it makes more than a bit of logical sense. But is that in the best interest of human beings? And I would argue, no, it is not. Not necessarily in the best interest of people to start, you know. Another thing that, that happened is what's considered high cholesterol, that number just keeps getting lower. Um, and just by virtue of making that number lower, oh, lo and behold, millions more people become um, available to take a certain drug. Um Anyway, that's, it's not about that. It's just about the inherent sort of problems with power structures, that they become corrupted simply because they, they, they become more about empowering the people and advancing the people within the structure than serving stakeholders. And to me, that's true whether we're talking about government, religion, police, fire, you know, and on and on and on. And you know, fewer and fewer resources become about serving stakeholders. The individuals, the power structure was initially set up to service. You know, I mean, uh, and that's always been the case. I mean, Martin Luther, you know, put his, went up to the, you know, went up to the, nailed his, uh, his demands on the door of the church because of what the Catholic church was doing. It was less about serving the souls of people and basically it was uh selling the promise of you know heaven for a price and so it became about enriching priests and getting money for the church and less about the real you know 
really catering to the needs of parishioners. And that was what's by and large uh, spurred um, Martin Luther to start the Reformation, which led to the Protestant Church. So it's been around for a long time, this idea of power structures becoming inherently unstable, while at the same time, the individuals within the power structure are by and large quite good people. So it's, it's you know, I just, uh, I'm closing, I, I'm always amazed at this, and this is an American stat, but uh, it's a few years old now, but something, they had a poll and they asked Americans what they thought of Congress you know, the U.S. Congress as a whole, and they gave it, like, I think historically low ratings, like under 20%. While at the same time, when asked, well, what do you think of your own specific congressman? They gave them relatively high marks. So, you know, like, so that, and that to me is totally, makes total sense. Because, you know, my child's teacher, I have a good relationship with that person, well, this is a new year, but their last, I, I don't know this gentleman very well, but their last teachers had a great relationship with them. I totally believed and that they had my daughter's best interests at heart, that they liked her. And so I was very happy with them. So if you ask me, what are your opinion of your child's teachers? Oh, high marks. A, what about the institution of which they go? F. And that to me is not in any way contradictory. And that's that's in keeping with what you see, you know. People by and large have good experiences one-on-one -on -one with their local whatever, but the infrastructure behind it, we have a dim view of it. And so my thing is like, let's have a good long look at power structures and try to tear them down. Uh, on closing, I'll just say this, because I think this is, you know, one of the, this is one reason for me why a military is so robust in that it does have central planning, but, you know, and, and I, I hate using analogies of war, but it's the only one I can think of when there is a battle, you know, the, the commanders on the ground who are in the fight have a lot of autonomy to change tactics and plans because they're the ones in the middle of it. And um, if I can borrow that analogy, I think that's what's sorely needed in education and, and and other places let the people who are working with the stakeholders be the ones that solve the problems and take care of themselves not having somebody who's far removed who may just want to be there because they're just trying to get up the pecking order and you know retire with a big pension and they just dictate what's going to happen because that just saps everybody's creativity and passion and um, when you start taking away an individual's ability to affect their lives and the things they care about in a positive way, it just breeds, you know, apathy, anger, resentment, all those things. Anyway, that's my time for today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next time here on uh, Deserts of Plenty. Once again, please let me know what you're thinking uh, if you want. Okay, bye.